Hello, everybody, and thank you for coming to episode two of the Dads, Beards, Nerds podcast, the podcast where one of us can grow a beard and the other one not so much. I am Anthony, freshly shaven. And I'm George. Um, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Episode two, George, you excited? I'm super excited. I've been waiting to do this all week. We got through episode one. It was a strong episode. Lots of ums were said by me. I want to work on that. I I I stopped myself from saying um just now. Girl, uh, um, I say a lot oh, of ums. Oh my god! I was about to be like lots of ums, and I and uh, um. Oh damn it! Anyways, let's jump into housekeeping. George, housekeeping. First off, we updated and added and made a ton of social media stuff. We are fully equipped, strapped, and ready to get in your face. Uh, so let's see, uh, um, uh, all right, first off, catch us at Twitter at dads, beards, nerds, all one word, catch us on discord. That one's a little harder to plug. We have the link. It'll be in the description for the show. Yeah, it'll be in the description of the show. Also, if you go to Twitter, you're going to find our Discord. That's probably the easiest way to come join us as well. So Our um, our link is a lifetime link. Yeah. Um, you can have an option to do uh, like a day or a week links. Uh, I got to keep doing it. Uh, um, <laughs> damn it. But anyways, our link is a lifetime link. So if you, if you click it, it will take you to our Discord regardless. Next up, our Instagram is Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast. I really wanted Dad's Beards Nerds, but it was already taken. Bastards. <laughs> Fuck you, whoever took that already. <laughs> uh, and if you're wondering, I guess this episode is now explicit. <laughs> Next up, we made a Twitch. We will be live streaming all of our podcasts. Well, Maybe not all of them, but as many as we can. Uh, we will have a pre-show, which is us basically getting ready for the show. But the Twitch is twitch.tv slash dads, beards, nerds. I keep wanting to say my own because mine starts I, with dads. I know. You, with I, dad, I, too. I keep feeling like you're going to say <laughs> I'm so close plays. to saying dad bod underscore plays. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, back to the Twitch. Twitch.tv slash dads, beards, nerds. You will find us on there. Um, please go to the Twitch Shoot us a follow. We are on that affiliate quest. So if we hit our 50 followers, it just helps us uh, to hit that next level because it's 50 followers and then you've got average viewers, stuff like that. So please go to the Twitch channel at dads or twitch.tv slash dads, beards, nerds. Next up, episode one is available on all podcast services. Thanks to the wonderful uh, Anchor app. We just want to say thank you to Anchor for making one of the most user-friendly, awesome apps that I have I, oh, it is so easy to use. And then it uploads all our, our single podcast gets uploaded automatically to all the different platforms for us. Anchor is amazing. I and, love uh, it. Yeah, they're not this isn't a sponsorship, but no. just like yeah. so blown away at how um, seamless. Like it's, it's yeah. so easy. It just so. did it did everything. I didn't expect it to put it on all podcast services, even though it says all podcast services. I thought there was gonna be some caveats here and there. But it literally put it on all podcast services. You'll find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically all podcast services, you'll find us on there. Maybe one or two random ones that uh, people put them on maybe not maybe so i don't know all i know is anchor is a godsend so thank you anchor um with that being said housekeeping's done let's jump into the news george start us off all right um most of the news today is credit to the no and ign um first off tencent games aka the largest video game publisher in the world um is going to be launching their own distribution network for games um this is huge this is huge news uh, they developed a lot of titles uh, such as League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, um, and loads more. 
Uh, this could be a huge competitor for Steam, Anthony. This is a mobile uh, thing? No, Tencent Games is the largest gaming company in the world based out of China. I was going to say, Tencent I've heard of because yeah. they do, don't they do China's web browser? Yeah. Okay. So so basically, you know, Steam has opened up the marketplace recently, or they've announced that they're going to be opening up the marketplace to China, and I believe this is Tencent saying no, bro. Like, we're, we're, we're keeping this cash cow on lockdown. Yeah, they've already Mo- got it. Most gamers in the world are in China. I mean, there's no doubting that. Um, but yeah, that was a recent announcement by Valve. Uh, Tencent is definitely giving them the bird on this one and uh, releasing their own platform. This could be big. Um, do I think it's going to sink <clears throat> Valve by any means? No, but not, not but Valve is not going to be the uh, or Steam, I should say, is not going to be yeah. uh, the sole provider for or not even the sole provider, but the one of the larger providers if Tencent gets in the market the way they are. Um, they don't have a release date for any of this. Uh, this has all just been announced, so you know this saga is to be continued. But man, I, you know you don't hear a lot about a lot of companies coming out and saying, you know what, we're going to go after Steam. Yeah. So just <laughs> to clarify, Tencent is making a client much like the Steam client. Mm-hmm. Um, they already have this is um, they already have the mobile market and the internet market, well browser market I guess their browser in China locked down. So, to be honest, it makes a lot of sense that why would China give Steam, Valve, well, give Valve these rights when they've already got a company inside China that they can just go to already and they already have their hands on, their influence on. Mm-hmm. Tencent's, I mean, China's social media, I, I, I know they've got a lot of caveats to what they can do on social media, what sites they have available. So, it makes sense for China and Tencent to have this, uh, this, this uh, relationship because they're already established in there. But Tencent is like China's Google. Am I correct? Uh, from, I, it, you know, in, I could, in a sense, Google's Google yeah, regardless. But yeah, Tencent I, it would be the Chinese equivalent to a Google. Uh, from what I can gather, yeah. So it's kind of interesting that Tencent's doing this. At the same time, uh, this isn't related to Tencent, but Google announces that they too are trying to get into the console market. Let me move that for you, George. Let me move the phone. They're trying to get into the console market as well. Um, and uh, kind of like Steam's S client market. So uh, we've got a lot of players in here. Um, yep. Will they over, you know, is Valve going to be okay? Yes, Valve is going to yeah, be okay. Valve is fine. Uh, Valve will continue to always be super stupid rich and holding <laughs> holding Half-Life 3 in front of our faces saying, Same. you want it? Gonna get you, this. Want you, know it? you want it? Yeah. No. You can't have it because you're a fat little boy. Say it. I'm a fat little boy. I'm a fat little boy. That's right. You say it. You're still not going to get it. Not going to get it. That's well, cool, though. That Tencent has these, like, that. I mean, it, it's cool that China's going to get a market now where they'll have potentially more games access. Yeah. You know, on one hand, I, I can't argue. It's, cause I'm a free market kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, more and more competition is going to be a good thing. It's going to breed excellence. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be a good thing for everybody involved. Um you know, but that being said, uh, you know, it just goes to show that just because you think you got something on on lockdown, like I believe Valve thought they did, especially when they recently announced that. I don't think this would have happened mm-hmm. if they would have announced that, that they were going to be uh, in, rolling out Steam into China. <clears throat> I don't believe that. So that Steam this... wasn't into China beforehand? No, Steam is not available in China. So Tencent probably saw it as you're coming into our turf, and that's where I was getting at with with, with our with our show notes. And, and my my point is that you know, and they're not going to go down without a fight either. Okay, cool. You know, um, so yeah, I got it. <clears throat> Perfect. So, thank you. Um, I'll always share with you, George. I know. I forgot, my to, beloved. I, I forgot to pull up show notes like a new. My God, <laughs> you sweet, sweet angel. <laughs> Shit. This is cool news, though. I mean, uh, 
Tencent coming in and saying, no, we got this, yeah. um, is only going to make things better. It, 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 it's obviously not going to affect the U.S. in any way, shape, or form. We don't have Tencent here, as far as my knowledge goes. Uh, I know that China does limit people on what they can do social media-wise, limit sites. But for the most part, um, this is basically only going to affect the Chinese commerce, Chinese people, yeah. Chinese gamers. Well, for now. I mean, like, like we, we've discussed before, you know, Tencent does have, um, you know, they, they are putting games out on, on app stores. So, you know, this could, I mean, this could be the beginning of a, a larger move down the road. But for now, uh, it's still, I, I believe it to be a catalyst of, of Steam Valve announcing that they're going to roll out into the region. And, uh, you know, they're not going to put up. Put up with that. They're not going to let their customer base go without a fight. So again, I, more competition, the better, in my opinion. So I think Valve will be fine in China too because they're yeah. Valve. They've got a track record mm-hmm. with gamers and gaming communities, regardless of what country they're in. Valve is a very Valve is, is a godsend in some ways, and one of the worst things in other ways, where mm-hmm. they just allow whatever games on there. But uh, Tencent and Valve in China is great for Chinese gamers. They're going to get the best of the best regardless. Now they've got two sites to offer it. When reality here in America, I mean, the real legitimate site to buy games PC-wise is Valve. Yeah, is Steam. Or Steam. Yeah. And they're, you know, was it EA tried to do it with Origin? Yeah. There's the Microsoft Store. But let's face it, Steam is the PC store to buy PC games. Oh, for sure. You can trust it. There's a community there. It's got... Millions and millions and millions of users. It, it, it is the gold standard when it comes to yep. uh, PC gaming and buying those games. Not to mention Steam sales. When a Steam sale comes along, it's in every single major outlet. It's it's a holiday in of itself. Yeah, it's well, like the black. It's like Black Friday four times a year for video games. Essentially, like yeah, it's dirt dirt cheap. And we were talking about Steam the Steam sale stuff mm-hmm. I picked up last week on, on the podcast. But uh, you know, again, it's it's you're right. Um, essentially, you know, if you're, if you're buying a, a game on on pc i i would be willing to bet it 80 80 chance unless it's an ea title you're buying it off steam yeah i i wouldn't even say 80 percent. i'd say 95 percent. yeah and then that random five percent no 98 percent. well but, I, i'm saying well <clears throat> ea you can't doubt ea's performance in in the market they're a huge company too yeah but, I, but origin does have legs to stand on as a distribution network i mean they've got a ton of titles on origin i i have origin access i love it you pay uh you EA shill? I know. I'm just, in EA's pocket? I know. I'm an EA shill. Though. It, EA does Battlefield, right? Yeah, they do Battlefield. You I know. <laughs> this is pocket. Is this sponsored by EA? EA got out of George's pockets. This, sponsor, this podcast is sponsored by Electronic Arts. <laughs> no, um, winky face. Uh, anyway, but long story short, uh, you know, Origin does have legs to stand on. I, I don't think it to be mm-hmm. as bad as, uh, or as lacking market share as you would say. But, yeah. Um, Maybe 90% then for Steam? And the rest of the 10% I is everything st- I, else? I still feel like it's like maybe 80-85% Steam. You know what? I'm going to take your word on this. I'm not going to argue about it anymore because you are the, the PC expert out of the two of us. Yeah, so, I, I just, George wins. I know there's a lot There's a lot of people that, I mean, again, chances are you're probably getting that game off Steam. But there's a lot of people that still use Origin and plenty of other mm-hmm. distribution networks to download uh, what they want to play. But All right. Anyway, moving on in our news. I got this um, one. Oh, no, you do it. Sorry. Are you sure? Yeah, you do it. Okay. I just love your voice. <laughs> Okay, so Warframe was announced for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, surprising fact, Warframe has 38 million users logged yeah, Warframe. since it launched. And I was like, holy Toledo, <clears throat> Batman, that's a lot. It's a dark horse. Not many people... Uh, I hear of Warframe in memes. 
and random tweets. <laughs> I do have a, a one friend, my buddy Nacho, who's Kotetsu on Instagram and on Twitch. He plays Warframe. But as far as I know, my intimate knowledge of Warframe is from uh, the GIF where it says farming intensifies. <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, that. I know that it is a third-person over-the-shoulder shooter. Yeah. Slash brawler, because mm-hmm. you do have melee weapons. Yeah, there is some melee elements in the But game. with 38 million users, it makes perfect sense for them to bring this to the Switch. You're, we've got a lot of companies right now that are making games that are bringing their games to the Switch. Um, Epic and Fortnite came in, and perfect grouping, because you go anywhere with a Wi-Fi hotspot, mm-hmm. anywhere with Wi-Fi, on your Switch, you're good. You're mobile. It doesn't matter. Or you play with friends, you can probably... No, I'm not going to say that because then I'd just be speaking on my ass because I, I don't know that for sure. But Warframe coming to Switch is pretty cool. I'm very, very happy that this console generation for Nintendo, everybody and their mother wants to put their games on there. Yeah, and not only that, but it's being brought over by uh, the developer Panic Button. Um, they have ported many titles to the Switch so far with great success, including Doom, Wolfenstein, <clears throat> several other uh, ports. They've I would say that name sounds familiar. What are the ones? So Doom and, and Wolfenstein? Yeah, they've done Doom, Wolfenstein, and I want to say... <clears throat> one other one and I'm blanking on it off the top of my head but I didn't put it in the show notes because yeah. I'm a terrible co-host well Doom and Wolfenstein are probably the, well, yeah. the notables on that yeah, anyways definitely Bethesda titles they're definitely and you are a wonderful co-host George <laughs> don't you ever say that again you are the best you are a goddamn angel oh, I will lick out. your face <laughs> so anyway yeah no um, pretty pretty awesome news if you're a Switch owner um, I'm excited I definitely want to definitely want to pick it up um, you know again it's it's uh, and, and by pick it up, it is free to play, just like yeah. the other versions. So you know, um, again, if you got the free space in that in that tiny tiny memory slot, or if you have a card in your <laughs> in your Switch, seriously, download it. Um, I'm definitely going to give it a go. I played Warframe when it was when it was a free uh, PlayStation Plus game. How was it? Um, I think I have it on. No, I'm wrong. I don't have it as a free. But it, it is free to play, though, right? It is free to play. It okay. was a long time ago, and to, honest to God, I couldn't give you an honest opinion about it because it was so long ago. It was like literally it's, right after I bought my PlayStation. It's a much different game compared to what you played before. I'm sure. Apple's I'm sure it has now to be at by now, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, really awesome news if you're a Switch owner and you're looking for something new to pick up. There's, it, it, it's really... I think it's... I think that the Switch having a lot of these free-to-play games that aren't... Um, God damn it. Um, I'll keep saying it. These free-to-play games that are not so heavy on buy this, buy this, buy this, buy that, buy this, buy that. Pokemon Quest, we, I know we talked about this last week, but even on the phone, it has literally only prompted me to buy something once. It is not intrusive. It is not aggressive. I think that the Switch is getting these free-to-play games that are not, not... like, give me your yeah, fucking it, money. Exactly. <laughs> Every five seconds, something, popping, something pops up like Roblox. One of my kids was playing Roblox today. And something's popping up to buy every five seconds. And I'm like, holy shit, Dr. Intrusive. But the Switch is being smart with these free-to-play games. And I have a feeling that Nintendo's telling them, like, listen, you can come on our console. You can be free-to-play. But we don't want you coming in and trying to get people to buy stuff left and right every, you know, 30 minutes saying, hey, you could buy this. Hey, you could buy that. I mean, they, they have... They have shown this with Pokemon Quest alone. The option to buy stuff is there. But never are you aggressively prompted in a way that feels unnatural to buy anything. And it got $10 from me. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted what was there without ever asking me, hey, can, can you give us money? So uh, Warframe, I've never heard anybody say that it is intrusive and it is aggressive in its ways to get money as a free-to-play game. So it, it makes perfect sense that Nintendo would bring over these free-to-play games that, 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 that are 
tried and true. They've been proven, and they have this track record. So it's awesome, man. Kudos to you, Warframe fans who are on Nintendo Switch yeah. who want to play this game. Like, awesome. Yeah, the, the only downside, and, and Teddy Bear actually already mentioned it in the chat. I see Teddy! You. I see you there, Teddy. Guys, uh, for, real, real fast, for the podcast people, we are re- recording this live right now at twitch.tv slash dadsbeardsnerds. So you're going to hear us uh, sometimes shout out people. George, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. It's all good. But, uh, te- you know, Teddy Teddy mentioned it just a second ago in chat. But, uh, yeah, they don't have a release date officially for this yet. I'm sure it won't be too, too far off considering it's a port. It looks pretty good and polished so far. But you never know. If something's going to come up, they might push this back. But, uh it's pretty awesome that it, that we're getting something new coming to Switch and that it's an established title. I think it's a great thing. Like the hardest part is so. probably down-resing. I mean, yeah. they can't put this at PS4, Xbox levels. So oh, no, 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 I would yeah. imagine that's where their the time it's taking to release it is coming out. Because can you imagine, as a company, you're like, all right, how long is this down-resing going to take? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when you, when you spend all the, your, your money and assets to be like, I need this. And for you know 1080p texture or whatever. I know. You know. I know we're in 4K visuals. 4K but God damn it, visuals. How long is this 720p version gonna take to make? I want to know how long it's gonna take you to downscale this until it looks like fucking garbage. Um, yeah. No. Essentially, you know, I just again, you know, I wonder how they're gonna incorporate the touch controls and other things. So there, there's a lot going on there. Does More, Fortnite incorporate touch controls? I don't know. I should, though. I should download it by now. And... I, I, I doubt there'll be touch controls for yeah. Warframe, just because it's not... I feel like Ninten- the touch controls are coming for a lot of those first-party Nintendo games, but um, for these people porting over their games, third-party, I, I doubt they're not really focusing sort of on it. touch control. Yeah, but anyway, moving on in our news, uh, you want me to handle this one? Do it. Okay. We have, this is actually we have some more Switch news, and this one's actually kind of humorous, and it is our, I want to call this our first ever dad alert. For for uh, for us dads and parents out there, uh, pretty funny. Um, recently, there has been pornography discovered in Super Mario Odyssey. Yes, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Look, Look at my eight inch car. <laughs> Can you say that with a straight face? <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that correctly. Porn discovered in Super Mario Odyssey. Ironically, this is due to a switch hack. So chances are you. Uh, the chances of you running across this are slim, but it is possible, and there are a just lot of. Spit. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about running into this. As an adult, I can't imagine as a child. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, imagine that you, you know, you're a kid and you're like, "Mommy, what's this?" <laughs> Holding the switch up, and as a parent, you're just morbidly like, "What the fuck? I bought a Mario game." You know, George, when we were in that adolescence phase, you and I, because we're both what 33. Yeah, no. I'm 30. Yeah, 30, 33. But we were at that age where, like, porn on the internet, when it first came out, you had to buffer. It was oh. it was, it was, was very secretive. It wasn't like now where it's, like, on my phone. Did, I've got, did, like, an X videos did, uh, <laughs> tab on there. Did you but, see? Did you ever, like, watch uh, Skinamax or anything when it was all scrambled? Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. like, is that a boob? You remember watching that with friends? <laughs> and it was totally normal? It's totally and then you normal, think about yeah. it as an, as an older man, you're like, that's that weird. weird. <laughs> but can you imagine, you're like a 12-year-old kid playing Mario Odyssey, and you find some balloon, and there's just like boobs 
Well, hold on. You're, you're ruining part of the news. We haven't gotten that. Oh, I'm yet. sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. So, uh, anyway, there was an update to the game recently called Luigi's Balloon World that was incorporated. Of course, it's fucking Luigi who brings in the It's board. always fucking Luigi that It's a me, shit. Luigi, trying to uh, corrupt the, your children. So, uh, Louis, <laughs> Luigi's Balloon World allows players to hide balloons in the levels for each other to find as a challenge similar to the moon concept in the game already, um, except you can get really creative. So, you have to be connected online to get yeah, these this balloons? Yeah, this okay. is connected online. Is there, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rufus. Is there an option? to turn this on or off in the game? Well, I, I, we're going to get to that later, okay, later okay. in the news. I, I do have some notes about Switch's okay. offline capabilities, um, but yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so uh, users are able to place their balloons, um, and then basically you go into the the, the the level and you find the balloons and you get this bonus. So when you collect the balloon, it shows this user's avatar, <laughs> and that's how people are doing this. Now, this is due to a hack where people have been able to upload custom avatars Thanks to this set, the hack I, I mentioned previously. And uh, the avatar pick is shown when the player collects the balloon. So you can imagine there are a lot of people and trolls that are just leaving balloons pretty much in plain sight for children to find. I and that's pretty bad. So a lot of uh, this is uh, blowing up on Reddit. How did Nintendo not see this coming? I you think... You guys see what I did there? I see this coming. <laughs> uh, I think... That this is an awesome idea to put player interaction with each other there. Um, God damn it! Why do I keep saying um? <laughs> it's in my vocabulary. It's the white trash in me. It's the mariposa white trash in me going um. Yeah, go ahead and get me another natty ass little boy, my boy. Go get me another. Go get daddy a beer. Anyways, I think that Nintendo never in their wildest dreams thought that someone would ever do this their whole reasoning for their not having voice chat wasn't it to save the children from yeah, the mean they, people they, they didn't want you know abusive chat um ironically again this was is due to a hack i don't know if it's exactly <clears throat> due with the processor that's vulnerable in the tegra x1 processor mm -hmm. i believe it's an x1 don't quote me on that um the tegra chip inside the original gen 1 switch is vulnerable to being hacked it's actually a device hardware issue it cannot be patched via a software update um i'm not sure if these two issues are related but it is very interesting to see this coming to light after so long um and unfortunately it doesn't seem like nintendo is doing much about it at this point uh, is there anything they can do at again at this point it doesn't seem like much is happening so i can only assume no uh, many parents are just taking their nintendo or their <clears throat> nintendo switch or a switch that maybe the child has access to completely offline um, unfortunately, this seems to be the only fix um, yeah. to be able to do that. And, and if you're up wanting to keep your your uh, games and things up to date, that could be can prove to be a little bit of a hassle. So there's something to be mindful of there. So if you own <coughs> Super Mario Odyssey and your kids are getting on into that online play, again, this is just online in Luigi's Balloon World. Be aware of the situation. We wouldn't want anybody's kids to stumble across something inappropriate. Definitely, you know. Um, Definitely. And, and again, that's kind of why this is our first ever, ever dad alert. Dad, the oh, I love it. You just made a new topic. Dad alert. Oh yeah. my god, George, so, dad um, alert. So yeah, so that's that. Um, moving on. I'll let real you quick though, one. real quick. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. One thing to add to this. I think that this is something that won't be happening for much longer. I think that this is a troll. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> I think I think I think that this is a troll theme. Trolls will troll for as yeah. long as it's fun. Trolls are gonna troll and, no matter and what. Nintendo 
is very good at being like, oh, that sucks, and then they ignore it, and then the trolls go away because they can't get a rise out of people for it. I think that... That's very true. Yeah, I think that this will be something that maybe happens for a little bit longer, and then you won't see it again, and if you do see it again, it'll be random. I think people will forget about this. Uh, There's something something to be said, though, about being aware of online play, no matter what platform you're on, that... It's just people are, and I hate to say it like this, but there are some weird, oddball people out there. Well, it's like when I I played PUBG at your place. Yeah. I hop into the, my first ever PUBG match with George. George, I'm over at George's house. I twisted his arm and made him play PUBG. And I'm like, can I try PUBG? And he's like, yes. Not, can you? You will. And he punched (laughs) me in the face, and I said, yes, daddy. But... The first thing I hear I get in there is some random dude who's probably like 20-something, like young 20s, saying the N-word, going over, wild. Over and over with it. And, and the fact, you put any game, you give any game online capabilities, and you will get the worst of the worst, but eventually they will go away. PUBG, obviously not, because it is, PUBG's, I mean, PUBG, things like PUBG and Fortnite are, are phenomenons, are, are media slash uh, gaming phenomenons that won't go away. PUBG open or the the regular open chat in PUBG is the trash absolute bottom tier scum of your garbage can outside after it hasn't been picked up in two weeks yeah because the garbage place they're 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 uh on uh strike because the government or the city wasn't paying them enough yeah i mean it is absolutely the worst fucking thing i've ever heard on the internet that was just wild to jump into that and And immediately someone's like and he's oh, like, is this normal? You, and I'm like, are you yeah. an N-word? And see, and I'm like, yeah. do you, are you in your parents' basement right now? Yeah, he's starting to say, are you in your parents' basement? <laughs> I think I went in dad mode, and I was like, don't say that. That's not a nice That's thing to say. That's not a very nice thing to That's say. That's not a nice thing to say. You're being mean. Anyways, next topic. Darksider 3 release date accidentally posted on the Microsoft Store. You know what? I'm really happy that... That uh, the Microsoft Store was able to take a little bit of the heat from uh, yeah. a Walmart Canada yeah. and Amazon. <laughs> yeah, on between this Walmart one. Canada, and, yeah, between Walmart and Amazon, we always have these pre-release dates announced before the games are even announced. I so think it's been pretty great. The Walmart Canada uh, uh, leaks were really funny because they were basically like eighty percent of them were true, mm-hmm. and they were all announced. Oh, they have a really good. They have a really even good Bethesda had a joke in their conference in their E three conference about it. Oh yeah, which was great. Um, now was it an accident? I don't. It, it seems like really good publicity, though. But Darksiders 3, uh, release date posted on the Microsoft Store. THQ Nordic developed uh, 11-26-2018 on PS4. Wow, excuse me. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. George, have you played any of the Darksiders? I have not. Okay. I have not. I can't really comment on Dark on <clears throat> so, any of the games, but uh, I, I know a lot of fans. So I have played two hours into the original Darksiders. I bought uh, Darksiders and Darksiders 2 as a uh, package pair on the PSN during a deal. I have heard from the, the friends over the years that I have that have played it have said nothing but good. It is a – the very first Darksiders is supposed to be a very Metroidvania Zelda. It, it is a hodgepodge of uh, a lot of other games that we love. There's a portal gun in there. There's a hookshot in there. <laughs> um, very uh, – A little bit of everything. They took, yeah, they took a little bit of everything. And then I know that Darksiders 2 had a really good following. Everyone really loved playing as Death. He had like dual sights. <clears throat> but uh, this one you're playing, I believe, as – so, first one was War, second one was Death, this is not, is it Pestilence? Yeah, Pestilence would be the next. Uh, I think, what, what's the, the Pestilence, and then who's the fourth? Famine. Famine. So this one's Pestilence, I believe. Okay. You're, uh, I know it's a female character. Um, it looks like, 
shit. PS3 game launched with the PS3, made by the people who made Sonoma's Sacrifice. Uh, Hel- maybe, uh, Hellblade? Hellblade. 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 She, she looks a lot like the character from Hellblade. Mm-hmm. I believe she has, like, dual weapons as well. It kind of looked like she had, <clears throat> to me, like... Kratos like, Blades? Not like a... Well, one of them kind of looked like a... I can't remember what you would call it, but almost like a small miniature scythe and then, like, a Kratos Blade. Yeah. Like, she had two different types of weapons, but... I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, it's... Did the world need another Darksiders? No. Are people ranting and raving for another Darksiders? Not really. It won't be a good game? Probably. It's yeah. probably going to be one of those, you know, if you go on IGN, you're going to see it at like a 7.5. It's not going to be a bad game. It's not going to be a good game. Will it make THQ Nordic money? I don't know. THQ Nordic, according to Kind of Funny and IGN, have their hands in like 12 different game yeah, developments no, right are, now. They are, they are doing so much. And that's I, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, THQ Nordic, I mean, they have their hands in just everything it's a good and a bad thing because all of these game budgets have all of the 10 12 games they're trying to make right now at least have a have a budget of at least 5 million each they bought up a lot of assets from thq renamed t renamed themselves thq nordic which makes no sense kind of funny so greg miller from kind of funny uh says this a lot where he's like why would you name your company the name of a company that went bankrupt (laughs) um it makes no sense and i just said um again i'm gonna punch myself in the fucking throat george as the prophecy foretold yeah, like, 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 whoa, what would be a great name for this? Well, we've got these all these original names, and, like, the head CEO was like, fuck you all, THQ Nordic. And everyone was like, it's I mean, we would say no, but you own the company, yeah. and you give us our paycheck, so uh, bravo, yeah. bravo. Great job, sir. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this all uh, pans out. Um, yeah, uh, November 26, 2018, PS4 Expo. MPC. I love that it's Expo. Yeah. Xbox One. It, Xbox One. Expo. Expo. Are you ex- have you've got so George and I have George and I are friends obviously, but we also have friends in differing communities of the gaming community. George, is there anybody that you've talked to that are on like your other gamer friends that have said anything about this game? Not yet. No. Um, I kind of suspect that once we start seeing more of it, um, especially like a trailer and some other things. Was it at E3? No. This just got accidentally. I don't think this game's so. gonna do well, especially so. if it's coming out in 2018 and it wasn't at E3. I think we can. At least to my knowledge, I didn't. I don't recall seeing it. Nobody I might be mistaken. IGN, kind of funny, Polygon, Kotaku, uh, and other gaming sites. I did not see any of them talk about this game. I think that that is a warning signal for THQ Nordic. I think that maybe this game will, at the least. Get them back what they put into it. Doubtful, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could agree with that. With nobody talking about this game and this leaking. Except for us. And we're the only <laughs> podcast on episode two talking about this. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. George, when when, when was the leak this week? Because we are a uh, we're, we're a weekly podcast. We, we record once a week. Um, so a lot of our news I, I, is based off, off the news of the week. Yeah, I believe this was leaked over the weekend last weekend. Um, actually, I think when we, the, the night we recorded episode one. Okay, so I didn't hear this once from Kind of Funny. I haven't heard this once from IGN. That's Podcast Beyond. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> if it's I, not I, even I, making their this, radar, this, that's this bad. This I got via the no on Monday morning. Or, yeah, Monday, actually mid-morning. So, yeah. So, so good luck to THQ on that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this game will be subpar at best. So, so I got our sound effect for our next segment ready. Here we go. All right. Uh, let me Star Wars Episode Nine casting uh, news. 
Oh, so do you want me to read it until we get to the spot? Yeah. Okay, cool. Carrie Russell started Felicity. Oh, my God. Felicity. You know what, though? She's always looked Star Wars-esque. Yeah. So I'm going to go that. Yeah. Carrie Russell starting Felicity. Mission Impossible 3. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. She's in it. Filming is to begin soon, obviously. Uh, hopefully they can fix uh, the giant shit that Rain Johnson took on oh it. Oh, my God. Um, Reddit has a has a few threads speculating she could be playing Ray's mother. Ooh. Yeah, that could be, that could be very interesting considering, you know, Kylo Ren had that big spiel about you're nothing. Your parents were nothing. Okay. Like, talk about how to pick up girls in 2018. Okay. George. <laughs> Just terrible. Let me... Is this so? J.J. Abrams is directing this movie, right? Correct. Is this J.J. Abrams' way of saying "fuck you," Rain Johnson, to all the uh, "fuck you," J.J. Abrams, Rain Johnson did to him when he had Kylo Ren say, "Your parents are nothing. Don't worry about it." I think so, and not. I mean, that could be very well the case. But here's the interesting thing: Carrie Russell and uh, uh, she's in the Americans. She's in the sorry, Americans. That was but, so random. Well, she's in the Americans. You're right. I was actually going to put that in the show notes, but uh, her and J.J. Abrams worked on uh, Felicity as well. J.J. Abrams. I'm pretty certain. I, was I, part I, of Felicity? I'm, I'm almost 100% certain that he and her worked on Felicity and one other movie that I have listed. Was um, he a writer on Felicity? I, I'm, I can't quote it. That's man. fucking cool, though. I ha- yeah, I, so they have I a history. Seen, I, yeah, they definitely have a history. Saw it on you know, via Wikipedia. I looked up yeah. her, her page. Um, so there could be a really interesting dynamic with this. Now, my theory personally, mm-hmm. um, I don't believe she's old enough to be Ray's mother, per yeah. se, um, feature-wise. I think maybe she might be somehow connected to Admiral Holdo or AKA Admiral Purple Hair. Yeah, I was just about to say that. So, Is she gonna, so Star, this Star Wars, especially this this newest trilogy, has a very big influence on female admirals, female leaders. Yeah. So I, I could definitely see her as another well, and, a strong female and leader. Hold, and Holdo was only in one episode. I think that Holdo her... Was, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Holdo was fucking awesome. And I hate the fact that, that we got very little of her. I You know, I, I felt like it was a really well done plot point. Oh, it was. That, I just that, wish... Except for the fact that, you know, Poe and that whole stupid Canto... Why bite. couldn't they just tell him? And that's my whole thing, too. He's a loose cannon! So, anyway... Much like me. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting that uh, you know there's a lot of rumors floating around about her being uh, Ray's mother. That's a crazy theory to me. Um, if it is what it is, that's going to be an interesting show. I don't think we need to know who Ray's parents are. I don't believe so either, and I kind of think that that's what Brian Johnson unfortunately was trying to shove down everyone's throats. However, it, it's I, just... I think people want to know who who Ray's parents are, and that's that's where I think I think JJ is going to say fuck you. Ryan. Never, never once somehow in, in the new trilogy have I wondered, but I do see that there are people out there who want to know. There's a lot sides. of people wanted wanted that her to be a Kenobi. Yeah, there's a lot of people that wanted more backstory on Snoke, and well, they only got half of it. Wow, <laughs> yeah, Rain, Rain John. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll make more jokes and, and pundits later in, in in this topic. But George, you're ready for this. All right, Billy D. Williams returning as Lando. Here we go. That's right! Yeah. Lando Calrissian, that cake-wearing, beautiful, cult 45-looking bastard of a man. He's so beautiful. Oh. He's coming back. Billy D. Williams. George, never once in this podcast have I ever been as hard as I am now. And yes, <laughs> I am talking about my genitalia. Yeah. Billy D. Williams is a man that will forever... Be the smoothest, most graceful, most 
beautiful, most amazing Star Wars character ever. George, when I was reading, and I know you're about to say, I'm so sorry, when I was reading the Extended Universe books before they were the Extended Universe when they were canon. Yeah, I, I read them when they were canon. Billy D. Williams was in there. And even in the books, he had a level of smoothness that only Billy D. Williams could have as Lando Calrissian. Not... Lando Calrissian, but Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. The motherfucking pip of the universe, the smoothest man in the world, the most interesting man in the universe, Lando Calrissian, Billy Dean, thank, or Billy D., thank you for bringing him back. Oh, man. I, you know, I have not seen Solo. I want to see Donald Glover do his thing as, as Lando. I really do. I have not seen Solo. I'm a terrible Star Wars fan, I know. Um, I haven't seen neither, so we yeah. can be in that together. Yeah, one, one of these nights, maybe we'll have to catch up on that. But anyway, um, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I want to see more Billy D. I want to see, you know, it, and it's funny because my wife made the joke when I was telling her about this. She goes, uh-huh. oh, they had to bring him back so they could kill him off. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get rid of all. Well, we they, have to kill every well, single origin they, character. They tried killing Leia off, and then she magically it, used the Force in a way that had never been done in space, the Star Wars space, canon, space, as far as I know. Space Witch Leia, yeah. No, no, um, no sense. You know, and then after that, really, all we got is Chewy. I mean, and he's been around what for like nine films now. So yeah. It's like... So, fun fact: Chewy actually in in the extended universe in the Yuuzhan Vong series in the Star Wars books, because I'm a fucking nerd, um, had one of the best deaths. I, I know what you're talking about. He too. gets a fucking moon drop, yeah. and as the moon is coming down, he's just going. Yeah, but before moon. this, he saved a child. There's yeah, the, he, he, the, the the cargo bay decks or doors or whatever of the Millennium Falcon are closing and he just chucks a kid in there and as his moon's coming out he's like if you're going to kill off a beloved character thank you for killing him off and it took a moon landing (laughs) onto a planet to kill Chewie and I appreciate I appreciate that that you're going to kill a beloved character in one of the most badass ways possible it's not like someone came in and was like hey Chewie boom done take off you know like they, See, they dropped it, a fucking moon it, on him. And it's funny because when I first saw The Last Jedi, I was a li- I was very disappointed with the way they let Luke go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was... I, I can, I can, now, as I've come to digest it, I can accept it. I still wish that it would have been just a little bit more... Hey, I wasn't just chilling on a rock and then I disappeared. Yeah, he was like... He was not Luke Skywalker. Like, the portrayal that we got of Luke was... A complete 180 to a, what Luke Skywalker is. It was a broken Luke Skywalker. We, we were seeing that entire film. I mean, film. I get, I I, I get him that... being broken from his nephew who he trained moving to the dark side. Like, I understand that fact. But the Luke Skywalker that we have all known for the last five decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yes. the millennia is 100, right? Yeah. Okay. For the last five decades in books, in movies, would, would, would be sad, yes. But would never isolate himself to a point like that. But um, I don't know. Like I, I still to this day have no idea how to feel about Episode Eight. I, I really don't. Um, it's I'm just back to the Billy D. Williams in Episode Nine. It makes sense that Billy D. is in this. They have had they have brought back every old character, I, even I, General Akbar. Yeah. Well, so I mean, rest in peace, Admiral Akbar. Yeah. We didn't get long. But uh, I said general. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Admiral Adler. Akbar. Wow, every Adler. Star Wars fan listening to this right now is like fake fucking fan. Yeah. So um, the uh, again, you know, it's it's really interesting. I kind of wonder how because again, the resistance is in such a dire <clears throat> point at the end of the movie, The Last Jedi. Yeah. 
if they're going to somehow go to Lando well, to, to, you know, get supplies. They get, could use know. him as a financer. Mm-hmm. So Lando Calrissian, especially in the extended universe um, and in the main Star Wars universe. That motherfucker whatnot, is he's, rich. He, well, he, <laughs> he, he's a, he's, he is a sort of a, not like a con artist, yeah. but he's very much a businessman. Yeah. He has his hands in, he, he has his money in a lot of different, he's like an old Texas oil tycoon. Has his hands in a lot of different ventures. So he's not necessarily rich, but he's not poor. He's always looking for that next big score, but in more of a business way. Um, and, God damn it, Anthony. Um. Um. Today's, uh, today's show is brought to you by the word um. <laughs> but <laughs> like he, it, now. I'm very happy that they bring him in because I love the fact that they are integrating these older characters in. They, they could have very much got away without ever showing us Lando Calrissian again. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that when we see Lando, it will be in a very heartfelt, uh, helpful way that will make sense to the story. Uh, Lando is always someone who looks after himself, but he does understand that the people around him and his friends and the people he loves are important, even when he backstabs them. Like, what was it in Return of the Jedi? He, he, helps, he helps Leia get, get Han back, for, right? Yeah, after the whole thing. Uh, well, no, it's Empire, but... Uh, God damn it! Fake fan! I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> so, no, in Empire... I had that original trilogy when they, when they made it on VHS. Remember that one? In, like, 1998. Okay, so fuck all of you who say I'm a fake fan. I get some words mixed up. I'm a couple beers in, but there has never been a bigger Star Wars fan than me. I'll eat your ass, bro. Okay? <laughs> so don't be coming to me sideways like that. Not you, George, but the people who are listening and so, saying fake fan. It's all good. I don't want you to eat my ass. God, I, we really have to put an explicit... Uh, yeah, we're going to have to go... After the line, I'll eat your ass, bro. <laughs> we really got to put an explicit label on this one. My bad, guys. They're... they're they're not all going to be like this. I promise. You can uh, let your kids listen to some of them. So, yeah. No, um, it, it's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to this. So, George, you know what time it is? Beard Watch! Tonight's Beard Watch, George, is you. With George's beautiful beard and his handlebar mustache. Mustache. He gets to be the prime Beard Watch. Now, what happens when you are the beard of the week for Beard Watch. You get your face and beard on our Twitch, on our Instagram, on our Twitter. We will plug you. Uh, Zach, you got Beard Watch. Teddy Bear, you got Beard Watch for uh, week one. I did not put on Instagram. I will be putting it on with the caption week one Beard Watch. But George, George, you have won this week's Beard Watch. Now, if you want to know how to get on Beard Watch or get your friends on Beard Watch, submit it to us. Should, uh, you know, DM, tag us. Send us your favorite beard. Does your friend have a great beard? Do you have a great beard? No, somebody else has a great beard? Send it to us on Twitter. But make it someone who we can actually contact and say, hey, guy, you got a great beard. But, George, you've got the, you've got the beard for Beard Watch this week. Look at, look at it. Man, and you. with a little bit of flavor saver down there. I love it. But that mustache, you can be my huckleberry any day. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone. Okay. Now, on to the topic of the show. What game has had the most impact on you so far this year and why? Before we get into our game that has impacted us the most, uh, let's go through some of our users. Now, listen, if you are part of our Discord, you get first uh, basically dibs at, at, at our questions. Like Gold Falcon 33 Well, okay, Gold Falcon 33 is on Twitter. Well, all these people, I believe, are on Twitter and our Discord, right? Yeah, Twitter so, and Discord. Too. So Gold Falcon 33 on Twitter is so definitely Battlefield. It has brought me to meet so many awesome streamers. Prophet, Necro, and you, George. Aww. And with Battlefield, I totally wouldn't be where I am in the community to this day. I'm a dice friend and mod the freaking 
Mod, mod, mod for the freaking oh, Battlefield mod the channel. Freak, mod the freaking Battlefield channel and the channels of various Battlefield streamers simply because how awesome Battlefield is and our shared passion for the game. Now, when I went over to George's this week, um, before I went to like a band practice, he did show me that uh, George is part of the mod community on Discord for Battlefield, for uh, that strict Battlefield community, which is really freaking cool because that is a closed group and you need to get an invite from, I'm guessing, <laughs> EA. Yeah, um, I haven't, I, to complete uh, full disclosure, I haven't modded on the Battlefield channel in quite some time, but I've just been so busy. But no, I'm still in the Discord, we still communicate regularly. Um, there are a lot of great people involved on the Battlefield uh, Twitch channel. If you guys haven't checked them out, I highly encourage you to do so. Again, uh, Prophet on Fire, he's a great guy. I know him personally, friend of mine. Um, awesome tattoo artist as well. Um, he's got some pretty sick work on is this. Is tattoo part. artist? Yeah, he is That's cool. very talented. I love that um, gamers in these Discord communities are of all walks of life. Oh, yeah, we, we all do everything. And that's you just find out so really cool stuff you. about him at times. Um, Necro, also a great guy. He's also got a killer mustache and beard, and we're going to have to hit him up. Um, <laughs> Can you I, hit him up and let him know? Beard watch? I, I will hit him up for Beard okay. Watch eventually, yes. Um, he's definitely got, got a killer killer stash. Um but yeah, they're they're just all amazing over there. So if you have some time, I highly encourage you to go check out the Twitch TV forward slash Battlefield channel and and sub to, subscribe to any of the streamers on there. They're all amazing people, and I've met most of them in real life. So okay, next up, Deceptive Sean on Twitter. <laughs> this one's actually really this one's good. Super so funny. Sean is a friend of ours uh, in actual real life. I'm actually surprised he's not talking on shit Twitch. in the chat. Yeah. Right so now. when we talk shit, Sean just arrives. Yeah. That's the way to get him. <laughs> That's how we like, summon If you want Sean. Santa, Santa comes every December 25th. The Tooth Fairy comes when you have a tooth. Sean comes when you talk shit about him. But so Deception <laughs> on Twitter says, No Man's Sky. When asked why, he said, Because it was a hunk of shit and sent me back $60. Lol. It was a game from last year, I think. P.S. He made it to the center in eight hours. <laughs> um, talk about a lasting endeavor. Next up, Zachary Samuel via Twitter. Is this our boy? This is our Teddy boy, Bear? Teddy Bear. Yeah. Teddy Bear is a, is a good friend of the, uh, of the show, of the streams uh, in he, general. He's in, the, he's in the stream right now. So. Teddy's awesome. So, Zach says, uh, God of War for sure. Although I don't agree uh, that it's a perfect game. Combat never really got there for me. Souls-like, but not as good. The story, though, was fire. Um, that's what I've heard about this game. Most so when we get into our topic, yeah. or when we get into ours, uh, God of War, uh, we'll, we, you'll see. George, read this one because it is close to you. Okay. Uh, my brother, uh, Ben, via Discord, posted up uh, for our topic as well. Uh, he started the year off uh, converting his gaming habits from platforms over to PC, um, but Overwatch has him glued currently. Uh, it's funny. In his uh, response, he, he wrote, It's funny, too, and George can agree with me, but I was not a fan of Overwatch at all for the longest time. In fact, almost every chance I could, I would make fun of it, <laughs> and now I'm glued. Um, he used to make fun of me as, as well for playing it quite a bit. Um, I'm not sure what has changed in my mind, but the game is solid and very fun to play. I'll tell you what has changed. I made you play the game, Ben. <laughs> Called out, straight done goof. But no, yeah, we were really enjoying ourselves. In fact, I mentioned a lot on last week's podcast that we've been playing quite a bit. Um, I anyway, watched you play it. Yeah, anyway, on PC, it is a much different game than on console. Oh, on it's, it's a completely different game. Than You're good console, at it yeah. too, George. Let let everybody know, or I want the world to know that George is a fucking killer mercy. <laughs> I watched him play as mercy and just fucking go full ham. So I want the world to know that George is a insanely awesome, great mercy man. Yeah. So hit me up if you guys need a healer in comp because that's what everybody else won't play what's your what's your pc what's your tag on there uh bsd rmgo i can't remember the number but just hit me up on twitter we'll figure it out um but yeah hit me up if you guys need a mercy i'm pretty decent um 
Ben uh, finishes off his statement saying, I will accept that I was wrong about the game in the beginning, and I do apologize to you, George, for always giving you a hard time. George, did you did he really say that, or did you add that into there? No, that was... That, that, <laughs> I that, really that was... was you were saying, and George, by the way, you are the best brother anybody could ever have, and your mustache is amazing, and you are amazing, and I wish I could be more like you. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could be more like he's you. He's listening yeah. to this later on. I didn't say any of that! Uh, he was. He's actually in the uh, the chat, uh, or he was a little while ago. He hasn't posted up in a minute, but yeah, no, I'm sure he's listening, um, or will be eventually but yeah it uh thanks men for apologizing to me for, for doubting overwatch but i'm glad you're playing it with me having a great time playing it with you so overwatch is a great game oh yeah, overwatch is a solid like it's, two years going on now and this game still plays great for me and i love it this is going to be a almost daily well do you think they'll ever make an uh, this isn't you know part of this topic but it's question more to you as an overwatch expert i'm calling you an expert because you are an expert it's, it's been posted up. He's do salty. you think that They'll ever make an Overwatch 2, or is this a game much like Rocket League where they will never need to make another 2? The updates that they make, graphically, game-wise, seasonal, will always be I think they're enough. going towards that seasonal approach. Um, I, I, right now, I can't see Overwatch 2 happening. It's quite interesting, though, because one of the biggest critiques of the game when it first came out was that there was no single-player storyline to the game. And they added those to there. Well, this is well, it's, it's slowly come in the fr- Like a team-based of- single-player. when they, They've done those... Uh, the one where... You, well, yeah, they have the events. Yeah. Yeah, and they do show certain events that have happened in the Overwatch universe through those events. But the, the entirety of the game, i.e. quick play or any of the other modes that you play, is all completely non-canon in terms of the story. Um, the story itself has been primarily told in shorts and in comics, which has been fantastic. And they keep building on it. Like, think- there's, there's, there's literally, like they're talking about, you know, the, the whole... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? What, what actually started the whole Overwatch recall event yeah. was Winston recalling all the heroes. This is the second Omnic crisis supposedly happening in the Overwatch universe. All we've experienced up to this point is what has happened in the first Omnic crisis and the events thereafter. So so it looks like this is even going to build off of the story more so than we even know. So I don't think there will ever be another game that can do what Overwatch is doing. I think that there are certain games that come around every couple years that do their theme. I think Overwatch is an equivalent, is on the same level as WoW. Yeah, actually, we just got a comment on that. Overwatch will be like WoW. Exactly. Yeah, and, and Overwatch exactly. will never need a sequel because they have people who are so committed to that. They have people working for them who are so so committed to not only just the game gameplay, but there is a there is a lord of this game that makes this game better. Now, I know that doesn't make any sense what I just said. What I'm trying to say is the lore of this game makes this game a better game. There are not many games where the lore can make a game better. And you learn more about this game and it actually engages you more within yeah, the game, makes, within your main, within your yeah. character, within other characters. It makes you want to use other characters you wouldn't usually use. And there are not many games in this world that can actively do that and affect you in that way. Nobody like is playing Darksiders 2. And getting more on death and going, wow, I really need to go play Darksiders 2. But people are watching May's storyline, that, that, the, 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 the animated short that they made for her, and yeah. going, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. This is a fake character, but I'm so, I'm so in, in depth into this character, and I want to play her now. And I love her, and I'm going to cosplay her, and, and like, I'm emotionally vested. invested in this character. Mm-hmm. So much like WoW, a game, game like Overwatch and WoW, they come around, what, every 10 years? 
and they just can't be touched. But you can't change them. They are their own. They're, they're a phenomenon mm-hmm. of their own. They, yeah, and it is its own juggernaut at this point. I, I completely agree with that. <clears throat> but it's it's amazing. It is an amazing game. As someone who who's played it, I haven't put a ton. Of, I haven't put. Not even a tenth of the amount of time that George has put into it, <laughs> but I I recognize on, on two different platforms. I recognize that this game is a wonderful game. Whether I play it or not, I can still say, "Listen, Overwatch is fun. I played it. It's not my cup of tea, but it is a wonderful game." There are some games where I'll say, "Fuck that game. That game's dumb. That game's lame." But there are games where I give credit where credit is due, whether I play it or not. Well said. It's just it's just one of those scenes that you can't. There is no one who can who can talk shit on Overwatch and really have a legitimate reason to not li- like their their reason may be their reason, but it's still not going to be a, le- a legi- legitimate reason not to like the game. Overwatch is a great game, no matter how you do it. When you have that many people working years and years and years to balance to make it a great game, like you can't say that it's a bad game. Yeah, you just can't. You can't. Your argument's invalid. Nope. All right, and it performs well. So that, that, that's the God, other side. It performs of it. so good. If, if if it had the concept but it didn't execute, that's another thing. <clears throat> Friday the thirteenth. Oh my god. Oh by the way, George, <laughs> tell you so, okay, listen, I'll give you that. Friday the thirteenth, janky as fuck. Teddy and I were so invested in that game. <laughs> but I, I, I'm you not gonna buy it because it doesn't fucking You don't work. understand the level of heartbreak Friday the thirteenth has given me over the over the last year. I do not play that game anymore. I love that game, but I do not play it anymore. Um okay, so that was some of our viewers, some of our friends, fans, Discord people, patrons, Twitter people. Um, let's go into our game of the year that has impacted us the most. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Why don't you go first? Okay. God of War. God of War is the game this year that has... Okay. First off, a game set in... Okay. Spoilers. I'm going to give you a solid five seconds... To get out before I spoil this game for you. Spoilers, you have five, spoilers, spoilers, four, spoilers. three, two, one. Get the fuck out of here. Anyone who can make a game in Nordic mythology and never show you Odin or Thor and make a game so compelling and so good deserves your money. This game, other than going back to the house... After you beat the game, <clears throat> never once showed you Odin or Thor. Hmm. Wow. In Norse mythology, who are the two characters who show up the most? O- Odin and Thor. Odin, yeah. Thor, Loki. Yeah, Loki. Okay. Those are the three main characters. All the other characters might as well be bat characters because you hear about them, but you don't hear about them the same way you hear Odin, Thor, Loki. <clears throat> and not once to show us Odin or Thor other than a, a basically end credit scene. Um is a feat in of itself to make you care about these characters. Um, it, it, God damn it. Um, I, I, I want an um watch. If someone can post <laughs> how many times I've said um, don't count that um, so, or so. that um. You know what I'm saying. Anyways. At the um, end of the year, we'll do like this really long episode. <clears> God damn it. It'll just be like ums 18 cut. pages of ums. <laughs> 18 with, minutes of with solid ums. timestamps. But um. it was such a great game. The twist, the turns... Uh, stupid things like the dialogue when they're in their boat. Yeah, that's what I've heard the most about uh, of the game that was so enticing about it is that the dialogue between the, the father and the son and doing the, the little it, things. It's not even just the father and the son. Like once you get the severed head head of I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, but the dialogue that just takes place when you're in the boat itself 
is worthy enough to where you went, you get to your spot to where you need to dock and you don't hit it. You just sit there and listen, listen to this to story. It, yeah. And then it logs that story. So you can go back and re-listen to the story or at least read it. The level of detail they went in... Corey, the level of detail Corey Barlog and his team at Sony Santa Monica Studios went to put into this game is commendable, amazing, and well above where they needed to well above what they needed to do. They went above and beyond to the fullest extent and made a game where you can sit in your boat and literally do nothing and still enjoy playing the game because you are getting stories and backstory. Not to mention this father-son dynamic that at times had me had my heartstrings tugged at in the way that like The Last of Us tugged at it. Yeah. Not to that extreme where you know Joel oh, god damn it spoilers for uh, Last of Us 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 where Joel <laughs> you know loses his daughter and then at the end with Ellie but to a, to an extent though where I was like fuck like there's a point where Atreus kills an actual man for the first time and he's his face his mind is working to an extent of like I just killed someone I killed a human being and you see it in his eyes, which is amazing that in a video game, you can catch that moment of him being like, pure emotion. I killed someone. I killed a human being. This isn't, I killed an animal for food. I killed a, no, I took someone's life. And there's a scene where, where it happens and Atreus is facing, you know, forward. Kratos is behind him. Atreus isn't facing Kratos. And Kratos has a moment where he doesn't know what to do. And we're noticing that this is a different Kratos. And we, we've, all, we've known this is a different Kratos from the start. But he goes to grab his son's shoulder. And then he stops. And in that moment, I thought, just touch his fucking shoulder. Be his dad. Let him know he's going to be okay. But Kratos is a flawed character. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to do it. His family was, not, was ripped from him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't... He, emotionally, he is a, one of the most broken characters in all of gaming. And that one little moment of watching Kratos have this emotion and not know what to do, hesitate and not grab his son's shoulder, my God, man, it had me like so sentimental. Like just like as a dad, just touch his shoulder, Kratos. Just touch it. He just needs to know that it's going to be okay. Just t- he didn't touch his shoulder. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. And instead, you know, he gives him the Kratos like, uh, like pe- random weird pep talk, but if you can make a five minute scene like that have such a resonance to me that I will talk about it with such grandeur and in life and on a podcast, you did something super fucking special, super fucking good in a game. Like it's just Corey Barlog. You just with this game, you, you went, you did something that I didn't think could be done after the last of us knocked it out of the park. It, it's just, such like this is how much this game has affected me that I can barely talk about this game without feeling like a wreck because all of those I still remember this game after beating there aren't many games or there so this <clears throat> this whatever this is 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 reserved for movies and games that hit me the hardest the most impact whether it be funny sad emotional action like this it's just such a great game, and I implore all of you, please, to play God of the new God of War. It is such a great game. Combat, yes, is a little rough around the edges at times, but it... Eh. They did such a great job polishing everything else. It's Sounds just like a, it's still, it's still bad a thousand. Just so. in a, put away the game. It's just an amazing story that... 
It's so good. It's such a great game. And then all the twists and turns, but that this game is personified in that one moment of watching Kratos have depth and have emotions, and he doesn't know what to do because yeah. he's already lost a family once, and he doesn't know how to be a dad. Uh, hold on one sec, guys. Hold on one moment. Okay, and we're back. <clears throat> Sorry about that, guys. On Anchor, it does have an hour limit. So after an hour, we have to stop it and start a new, basically, not new segment. Yeah, yeah it, it counts as a segment, but it's still it kind of, I'm sure they'll fix it over time. All right. So you have heard me just spew about God of War. George, uh, first off, enough about what my game of the is. You've heard enough. George, what's yours? All right. Uh, game that has the most, that has had the most impact on me so far this year and why. Uh, mine is definitely not nearly as emotionally packed as yours. Um, but my game so far that has had the most impact on me so far this year and why is Oxygen Not Included. I have been playing this game. I've got tons, I mean, over, easily over 300 hours into Oxygen Not Included. It's made by Cly Entertainment. And I can't get enough of this little little uh, space adventure that I have going on. Um, they're, they're constantly adding updates to it, too. Um, they just added an update where uh, you can have, like, a rec room and... They have, like, leisure time now in yeah. the colony. Um, but long story short, it's a simulation game where you have uh, a bunch of people, or they're called duplicates in the game, and you have to... Duplicates? Duplicates. I like that. I like that's that. what they're called. That's smart. Um, that's smart. <clears throat> and, that's, and you have to keep them alive. You're in the vacuum of space inside of an asteroid, and you have to use uh, all kinds of things, including chemistry, to uh, get, get your way through. Now, it's a pretty... It's not very action-packed. Um, it's a very chill, relaxed-paced game. Um, which I've found recently to be enjoying quite a bit, especially with the busy life of being a dad. But um, aside from that, the other game that's had the biggest impact. I mean, I know I'm throwing two out there. I'm breaking the rules. Throw them. I do I, it. I'm throwing two games out there because I'm the I'm the fucking co-host. It's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> um, the second game I've, that's had the biggest impact on me so far this year is definitely PUBG. Yeah, I've had so much fun playing with my brother lately and other players as well. Um, it, it's just. Again, it's 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 just so much fun. There are games like Overwatch, PUBG, Fortnite mm. that are better with people. Yeah, with you definitely got to play with a friend. And, and you know, even when you have those goofy ass showdowns and you both get killed, yeah. And it, when you're laughing about it after, and I'm sure you could feel the same way with no, Fortnite. I, you know, I feel you on that one. You know, it doesn't matter if you got thirtieth or second. You know, if you died having fun, then what's the point? You know, you're just so. kind of like. Just talking shit to each other. Mm-hmm. You're having fun. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's just a really great I need a bonding experience. For, yeah. um, but no, no, I, I'm with you 100%. Fortnite is a game that I have a million times more fun with other people than I do with my with just playing by myself. Mm-hmm. Just playing with myself. I feel like those games built around the social aspect of it are really... You know, you can have great gaming and great gaming moments, but when you tether that with other people and friends like i have with battlefield as well um that's really what sticks out in my mind that's what i remember i remember playing battlefield 3 with you know my original airsoft crew and it just to this day i still have warm fond feelings about that i wouldn't have those feelings without them being there though yeah you know it still would have been that that gunfight in metro or on whatever map metro's a great game um well metro on battlefield is a map Oh, God damn it, George. God damn it. Hey. Fake fan! You see what I did there? Oh, Anthony's um, the fakest gamer ever. I can just so, hear it. So, you know, but that being said, it, it's really, uh, you know, and, and Gold Falcon touched on it earlier, it's the connections you make with the people in the games. Agree. And, 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 and 
you know, the <clears> game doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10. Like you and, and, and Teddy playing Friday the 13th, I know I've always, you know, had my opinion on that game. Teddy's a great Jason. He but, just kills yeah, everybody. I, dude, I've seen Teddy play Jason on your oh, screen. You, yeah, you saw me. He just wrecks everybody's Filthy shot. dude, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but again, you know, it's it's the puns and the experiences you have with them that make make make, make the game. And, and those are the two for me that really uh, hit home this year so far. So, so I'm going to give you oxygen uh, included is very much a gaming phenomenon that I've watched other streamers like Taylor Zell play and love. It looks like one of those games where on the surface it doesn't look like much. No. But when you dive in, like, I'm going to compare it to Terraria. It's not Terraria. The the comparison for me is that they both have, on the surface, look very simple, but when you get into it, are so complex and fun. The Oxygen Not Included is hands down the most complex game. Did I say oxygen included? You said oxygen included. I said God damn it. It's okay. I, 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 it's okay. I'm, I'm so sorry, George. Um, but oxygen not included, hands down, is the most complex game I've played in terms of the mechanics of the game. I mean, we're we're talking about you know heat, reactively transferring between surfaces. There's it looks a lot addicting. Of, yeah, there's a lot of things going on, and there's then you know once you start figuring out how the game works and how in depth it is, the meta, it really opens up where you know you're you're. You know, just today actually, I was building an air conditioner for for my uh, my my entire colony that I have going on, um, and uh, it, it's just a hell a lot of fun. Matt Hatter, what's up? Thanks for stopping by. A game that can make remedial tasks fun is a game worth playing. Yeah. Is a game worth every every dollar that yeah. that's priced. And, and, and again, it's a very relaxing, chill game. It's it's one of those games where I would sit there. The music's really chill mm-hmm. from what I've you, seen. You streams just, of it. you just hang out. You're not really pressed. For you know, there's a lot of speed building and stuff. Kind of like Risk of Rain? But, uh, no, no. I, no, 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 no. I mean, relaxed. the soundtrack-wise, soundtrack-wise. If you can get a game with a good soundtrack, yeah. sometimes, like, it's enough to keep you in. It's a good soundtrack, but it's nothing like Risk of Rain, in my opinion. Risk of Rain soundtrack is so good. It's good. If, for it's those so of you who don't know, I, 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 I love Risk of Rain. It is a game I feel everybody should own. It's just a great game. But Oxygen included soundtrack isn't bad, though. It's mm. definitely a great, a, a great ambient soundtrack for just kind of playing. Yeah, and I, I was just going to mention that it's definitely more ambient and not uh, whaley, kind of like a um, well, risk of rain. Well, 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 well. Yeah, it just, it, I mean, it, it, That's, I can't get enough of it, but it's definitely a little more low key, low key than that. Uh, I once I finally have a computer that I can that that I can re-download Steam games and stuff like that and actually play it on. Because right now I have a Chromebook, can't do Steam on Chromebooks. It probably wouldn't be able to play it anyways. But oxygen, oxygen included is definitely a game that's not on my list. Oxygen not included. <laughs> be a whole the oxygen different. is not. If included. the oxygen was included, it would be a whole different. It would be a lot easier, I would be assume. Way. But it's definitely a game on my list of games to play. I, and I would implore you if if you like uh, simulation games, not so much like hardcore simulation, like farming simulator or anything like that. But if you like a low key mm-hmm. simulation game with some high level skill involved with it then i would definitely tell you suggest that you pick it up um it's not so much like the sims but you do have these like i said the duplicates that you do have to take care of and maintain and you have to have a certain quality of life for them um otherwise they just you know get pissy um (laughs) ironically they do have things called stress reactions in the game too so when they become stressed to a certain point um their stress reaction will kick in like some of my duplicates are, are vomiters so when they get too stressed out, they just vomit. <laughs> and, and you would think that's not a big deal, except for the fact that after that happens in the game, the game is so uh, in-depth that you have to deal with the germs on set from the vomit. And 
God, if that vomit gets in your fresh water. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, there's so many other things. That's good, though. There's, I like the, the fact that that's so in-depth, that vomit is something that can ruin your you colony. You have to worry about germs. Yeah. You have to have, like, you have to effectively build a colony that, you know, when they go to the restroom, they have a wash basin. If you don't, they take those germs from the restroom out into the rest of the colony. They don't go anywhere. You're in space. Like, yeah. they just yeah. keep growing. They germinate. Yeah, so they germinate. Oh, I don't even know if that's a word. But yeah, they... Uh, it, it, but I'll it, tell it, you, the oxygen is not included. Hey! I'm so proud of you. Hey! But yeah, it's a great game. If you pick it up on sale, I highly suggest you do so. Um, really nerdy game. I love it. It sounds like even not on sale, it's worth every penny. Oh yeah, and I bought it not on sale. For full disclosure, I was just like, no problem. Okay. So, so you've yeah. heard... From some of our people. Once again, guys, if you want to be included in our topic, we will be posting those first in Discord. Or basically, we we, we go from our Discord first. If you want to get into the Discord, uh, hit us up on Twitter. We will actually put it in our Twitter bio and our Instagram bio as well. But um, So our Discord uh, people do get first, first uh, dibs at the topic. But um, this has been another wonderful episode of Dad's Beards Nerds. George... Number like two. last podcast, I want to thank you so much for for doing this with me and being the person that I, I, I'm able to be the, the 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 nerd and weird guy who I can be with. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, doing it with me. I'm having a blast. So now let's get to it. And once again, for the outro housekeeping, uh, our Twitter is Dad's Beards Nerds. We have our Discord, which we will put in our Twitter, Instagram, uh, like uh, bio. Our Instagram is Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast. Hit watch us on Twitch. At twitch.tv slash dadsbeardsnerds. Episode uh, one is available on all podcast services. Until next time, thank you so much. This is Anthony. And I'm George. And have a wonderful evening. Thanks, everybody, for coming by. Had a great time.